vision is one of the hardest things to hold on to when life doesn't go as planned. Things become cloudy. We start second guessing ourselves and wonder if we even have what it takes to see what we originally said. But clarifying and creating healthy vision is essential to a life of success after setback. So today we're talking about how to create a healthy vision for the future. Welcome back, Square One family. This is episode six. We on a roll. Thank y'all for showing all the love you've been showing. I've been getting your messages, your testimonies, your stories. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. This is not my journey. This is not just your journey. This is our journey as we all have found ourselves here some way or another. We've all been at a place that we never thought we'd be. We've all had to start over in some way shape or form in our lives. And uh, and I just believe that as we continue to go through seasons, where we, maybe we had to move beyond the ideal, maybe we had to start over, maybe we're trying to stay strong in our starting over, maybe we're trying to shape a new or a better future. I think that all of us get to take this journey together. So continue to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. It helps us out tremendously. Continue to bring the mission to so many people. Our mission is very simple. If you're new with us, it's to help as many people as possible find the courage to start over, stay strong, and shape a future that you can be proud of because square one is never the whole story. Hey, a lot of us have been back to square one, but it's not the end of what you can be. I'm also excited because if you go to our website, you can always find additional resources and updates on opportunities to continue to engage. We had an amazing coaching group that's going on right now through the month of March, but stay tuned for future opportunities for you to plug in and be a part of what's happening. But there's some great resources there I don't want you to miss out on. And of course, if you don't already have the book, go Get it. Square one. All about finding the courage. Start over. Stay strong. Shape your future. I want you to get this in your life or get it for somebody else. We're doing this podcast because we want this book, this message to continue to reach you, yours, and those you care about so that we can continue to grow together. Hey, today we're talking about creating healthy vision for the future, not just vision, but healthy vision for the future on the other side of a square one season. What do you do when you experience setback, disappointment, difficulty, challenges? You're stretched in a way that you never anticipated. What do you do? This is what we're talking about. And I want to start our conversation today uh, by taking you back to my college years. Uh, I did not go to college to be a pastor. For those of us who are meeting for the first time, I pastor a church here in Richmond, Virginia and Alexandria, Virginia. We have two locations. I uh, preach and I've done ministry now for almost 14 years. And while that is great and I'm so excited for the call of God, can I be honest with you? It was not in my plans. I had no intention on becoming a pastor. It wasn't a part of my vision board, even though we weren't doing vision boards back then. I ended up in this, but I intended to be a physical therapist. I actually went to college for exercise science with a concentration in pre-physical therapy. It sounds real smart, uh, but I was super excited to engage in that world because of my background. Some of you may remember in earlier episodes, I talked about the fact that I'm a former cancer patient, two tumors, 13 surgeries, three years of chemo. They told me I would die 
three times. And as a result of the 13 surgeries, I had metal in my leg, plastic, liquid cement. So I had my fair share of experiences with hospitals and my fair share of experiences with square one, setbacks and disappointments and emotions and feeling like, man, what am I going to do now again on the other side of this? But back to the story, I went to college to be a physical therapist. And one of the classes I had to take uh, was a class called Anatomy and Physiology. Uh, and after my third time of dropping it, uh, yeah, that's right, I took it four times, um, I recognized uh, that maybe, just maybe, I don't know if this is like the field, I don't know if this is the thing for me, uh, but one of the things that I remember vividly during one of my exams was studying the Anatomy and Physiology of Sight. Now, like many of us, I thought like, hey, your eye see something and it sees it. But when I started to study in this particular time and I was preparing for this test, I was amazed to find out that this is how it works. Okay, now I, I didn't do good in the class, so I'm going to give my best attempt to describe this. Your eyes only send a message, a stimulant to the brain. Doesn't know what it is yet. It travels very quickly to your brain and then your brain actually forms the image. It actually receives the image like a mirror in reverse. It has to flip it and it has to process what that image is based on its inputs throughout its history, its exposure, and its experiences. And once it calculates all of that information, figures out everything that's going on, it then sends a message back to your eyes about what it's seen. In other words, here's the short version and here's my simplified version. Your eyes don't see anything. Your brain sends a message that determines what you see. In other words, how you think determines how you see. And I think the same is true for all of our lives. That it is our thought life that often has the greatest impact on how we see our situation and how we see our future. It is imperative that we focus on seeing well. It is Marcel Proust who says this, my destination is no longer a place. Rather, it's a new way of seeing. I think in so many of our lives, as we encounter moments that we never expected, we have to work diligently to say, okay, how do I process this information? I don't want to just look at what went wrong. I don't want to just look at what didn't go as planned. I don't want to just look at the problems. I don't want to just look at the challenges. I want to look at the solutions. I want to look at the lessons learned. I want to look at what did come out of that. I want to see differently. Why does this matter? Because obstacles often impede healthy optics. And if you don't have clear sight, it's going to be hard to have clear next steps. And this has been the story of my life, and I'm sure maybe some of ours, that we've hit moments where it's like, man, I just can't see my way forward. I can't see the next step after this. I can't see the next step after that. Things become cloudy. Things become more ambiguous. We start to doubt ourselves. We start to wonder, did what I see before this, was I seeing it clearly? Is this really possible? Maybe I missed it. And it becomes a challenge to our sight. Now, I'm going to take a turn here because we're talking about a lot of anatomy in this particular episode. 
I've talked about the brain. I've already talked about the eyes and how the brain sends a message and it tells us what we actually saw. And all that's great. But then I want to actually talk about what I believe all of this starts with. I believe healthy vision has to start with the heart. There is nothing more dangerous to the purity and the power of our future vision than our heart. Can I prove it to you? There's a scripture that actually talks about this. It's in Proverbs 4 and 23. It's one of my favorite passages. It says, guard your heart above all else, for out of it flows the issues of life. Now, in this particular passage, he essentially was framing for us, the wisest man ever, this idea that if we are not careful, if we are not wise, if we don't protect our heart, all the things that we may see in our life that we didn't want, that we don't desire, the places in our life where like, man, how do I get over that? How do I stop doing that? Could be flowing simply from a heart issue. But here's what I reconcile. If issues can flow from the heart, well, then opportunities can as well. If issues can flow from the heart, that means optimism can as well. If issues can flow from the heart, that means that courage can flow from it as well. And so the quality of our heart often impacts the quality of our vision. Our heart plays a significant role in creating healthy vision for our lives. Vision becomes critical on the other side of a square one season. We got to be able to see our way forward. Now, when we start talking about the heart, I believe there are three ways that we can protect our heart and ultimately in doing so, protect the quality and the care of our vision. But <laughs> these are not going to sound uh, uh, dramatically amazing. They're not going to sound uh, uh, probably uh, not, not like just the most massive thing you've ever heard. I am sure you've heard people say things more thoughtful. I'm sure you've heard people say things more insightful, but I do believe these are essential to the protection of our heart. So here it is. First one, when you are in a square one season and trying to protect your heart, you got to recognize sometimes you got to hide it. Now, I know that sounds strange. Don't let me lose you. You got to hide it. Your heart is valuable. You got to act like it. The most valuable things in your life, you don't just leave out. The most valuable things in your life, you don't just leave on the counter. You don't just leave in the car on the seat when you go out of it. No, you hide it. You place it somewhere where it's not easily visible. You place it somewhere where it can be protected. Your heart is valuable. You got to act like it. And hear me, this is not to say our lives should lack vulnerability. Rather, it's simply this encouragement. Everybody doesn't need to see everything. Our hearts need to be treated with value and that means sometimes in order to protect it, in some seasons, you got to hide it from overexposure. When I was getting surgeries, one of the things that would happen time and time again is that not only would I receive an operation, but on the other side of that operation, I would be given instructions on how to create the healthiest 
uh, uh, care site possible. And so they would often tell me, hey, you don't need to go out in public for this amount of time because it can't handle that environment. Or sometimes I would be encouraged to say, hey, before you take the bandage off, you need to hide the wound because if it's exposed too early, it'll get reinfected. And for some of us, what happens in a square one season is we are quickly to just take our heart and our dreams and our ideas and, and all of our creativity and all the things that we're ready to see on the other side of the square one season. And we just put it all out there again and we open it up for reinfection because it's premature. Doesn't mean you shouldn't dream in your heart. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go to God with those things. Doesn't mean you shouldn't find places of refuge and vulnerability. But some places you got to say, hey, I got to put this away for a little bit. I'm not ready just yet. So the first thing you can do, I'm not saying you have to do it, but sometimes you just got to evaluate, is this the right time for me to hide it? Like just not to overexpose it so that I can continue to move forward through this season. Here's the second thing you might need to do to protect your heart. Again, you don't have to do all of these, but it's just a second tool. Heal it. The heart is a muscle. Exercise it, right? I always talked about the fact that I got surgery. I just talked about it in the first point, but hear this one. After every surgery, after that moment where they gave me wound care advice and instruction, you know what they would do after that? I would always go into physical therapy. Now, physical therapy is not fun. If you've ever done it, you know the purpose of a physical therapist is to push your body or push the affected area to its limits and stretch it beyond what it feels capable of at that time. In other words, it's pain with a purpose. So sometimes you got to look at yourself and say, hey, what my heart actually needs is to be exercised, is to be stretched, it's to be uh, put in a position to try and trust again. Because if I don't, it won't recover to the level of health that it needs to be for me to have healthy vision. And here's what happens. When we don't heal our hearts, we start creating vision that is the byproduct of our pain and not our purpose. When we don't properly heal our heart, we start creating vision that is not aligned with our true potential, but it's aligned with the limitations of a problematic past. When we don't properly heal our heart and take it through the therapy and the exercise and the stretching that is necessary for it to be healthy, we start creating vision out of the struggle and not out of the story that God is trying to create through our lives. So you got to be careful to ask yourself, hey, have I created a vision out of a half-healed heart? Have I created a vision out of insecurity? Have I created a vision out of doubt and pessimism? Have I created a vision that is safe because I don't trust that I can do this again? In what ways have I potentially started to create a vision from my heart that is not fully healed, right? Sometimes you got to hide it. You just got to give yourself time, not forever. But just say, I got to put this away for a little bit. Sometimes you got to heal it. Here's the third one. Sometimes you just got to handle your heart differently. You got to handle it. Now, when I say handle, I'm using that word strategically, and here it is. The heart is fragile. Sometimes you got to name it. I don't know if you've ever moved before, but, but I hate moving, right? I, I absolutely hate moving, right? 
because it just takes so much work and you got to pick this box up. You got to do this and you never know how much stuff you've actually stored in there and you never know much, how much stuff you've actually accumulated until it's time to move. But when you start moving, what happens? You start seeing all these different type of boxes show up. And one of the boxes or set of boxes that all of us probably have seen is boxes marked and labeled fragile. And here's what we know. When we see those boxes, we know we have to carry them with care and caution. And for a lot of us, what happens in a square one season is that we don't name that our heart is in a fragile spot. We try to posture ourselves like I'm good. We try to present ourselves like that's not a problem no more. We try to act like it ain't an issue. And the truth is, it still is. Truth is, we're still mad. Truth is, we're still sensitive about it. Truth is, we're still embarrassed. Truth is, we don't want to talk about it all the way yet. But if the heart is fragile, you got to name it. So that those who are closest to you and those who love you can handle your heart with care. Hear me. Letting those closest to you know you're in a fragile place is not weakness. It's wisdom. So hide your heart if needed in a season. Make sure your heart is healing in a season or handle your heart differently in a season so that you can create vision out of a pure place. Why? Because there is no vision disconnected from your heart. And if your heart is not healthy, and if your heart is not in a proper state, then out of your poorly created heart, out, out of a heart that has been pure, poor, uh, poorly stewarded, you will create a vision that is not healthy, and out of it will flow the issues of life. But I want to encourage you today to protect your heart so what can flow from it is a vision for your future. Now, here's the thing. Vision is a tricky word. There are all different types of ways to create and craft a healthy vision. But I just want to offer you two really quick thoughts that I want you to consider. The first is this, create a vision for the immediate future. I like to think about this one as a get out vision. Sometimes the tough part about square one seasons, the square one, I like to think about it like a box or square that we're in is that we keep trying to think about the vision all the way down the road. And sometimes you got to scale vision so that you can just say, hey, this is my get out vision. What does it take for me to get out of this funk? What does it take for me to get out of this stuckness? What does it take for me to get out of this moment? What does it take for me to get out of this pain? What does it take just to get from here to there? Right? So sometimes you got to create a get out vision, right? Just to just scale the vision. It doesn't mean you still don't have big dreams and big hopes, but the bite-sized version of it, what is the next part of the vision? What's my get-out vision so that I can move forward, have something to celebrate, celebrate the small victories, as we talked about in an earlier episode, not only the big ones. That's one way to approach it. Second one that I want you to think about sometimes when you're in a square one season is sometimes you have to think about what is your reaching up vision. So what I mean by that is Every now and then, a healthy jolt to vision is who can I reach up to that I can actually walk alongside that fuels and energizes my vision for my life. I think one of the temptations of square one is to think that every part of our health needs to happen only by our own attempts and efforts. 
sometimes it's healthy to say, hey, you started a business and it didn't work out the way you planned, but you still want to get back to it. But the healthiest thing you can do is say, okay, who is actually doing it? Who's actually doing what I love? And maybe for the next season, I just need to step into what they're doing. I just need to reach up and say, hey, can I just jump into this thing? Because while working with them, your vision will be reignited. Maybe you'll see some ways of doing it you never thought about before. Maybe just being in the work, but not being responsible for all the logistics and all the business and all the numbers just gives you a sense of excitement and hope again. And so sometimes you got to just create a get out vision. Sometimes you got to have a reaching up vision. Like, hey, this person is just, I'm reaching up. Can you just pull me out of this? Can you just allow me to work in this? Can you just allow me to see it more so that my heart, right, can be renewed for this? It can change your life. Those two simple things as it becomes to vision while you're in a square one season. Now, neither one of those discounts the big vision you have for your life. Neither one of those is intended to discount the full measure and potential of all that you're becoming. But sometimes when we're in the square, when we're in a moment of setback, when we're in the moment of disappointment, we can feel like it's all or nothing. And that's not true. Sometimes it's just, I got to get out. Sometimes I just got to get up. I got to reach up and say, hey, you've done it. You're where I want to be. And I just need time to revitalize my heart. Can I just sit in this with you? Can I walk this out with you so that I can prepare my heart to see all that I'm going to accomplish? Hey, I, I'll say this uh, as I, I bring this episode to a close. You know, I went hiking for the first time only a few years ago. I was a part of a group uh, that, that wanted to uh, go on a spontaneous hike. And I raised my hand and was like, hey, look. Uh, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, and, and uh, I just hiking wasn't the thing we did on the weekends, right? We went to the basketball court. We might have thrown a football in the middle of the street. Come on, my football players in the concrete. That's what I'm talking about. But going hiking wasn't one of the things we did as a normal family activity. But I was excited about the opportunity. I found whatever I needed to find, some basketball shorts and some, some shoes that were halfway decent to climb this mountain. And as I continued to walk, I was like, man, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And it became more tedious. I mean, it was tiring. It was exhausting. I was like, man, I thought I was in good shape. I had no idea how it would stretch me and challenge my body and my mind. But then we got to the top. And I stood there never seeing something that massive, that beautiful. I mean, trees beyond what I could count, mountains beyond what my eye could see. And I actually fell in love with hiking that day. And here's what I think I fall, fell in love with. The idea that there's always beauty at the end of the climb. That sometimes you just gotta climb and climb and push and you will never imagine what you'll see if you stay the course and keep climbing. Here's what I've come to learn. Healthy vision, right? where your future is going to require sometimes a tedious journey, but it's always worth the climb. So keep climbing. Keep climbing. Knowing that you will see something beautiful at the end of the road. Obstacles often impede healthy optics. But if you keep climbing, I promise you, what's waiting for you is more beautiful than what began. Hey, I love you, and I hope that this episode has helped you in some way, shape, or form. Do me a favor, as always. Let somebody else know. You got to check this out. 
share, like, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us help others. And don't forget, head over to our website. We have some more resources for you there so that we can continue to do this thing called Life Together. Appreciate y'all. See y'all in the next episode. Episode Sim is coming.